Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. In this episode, you will hear part two of my conversation with Kate Labore from University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. You are about to hear part two of our conversation with Kate Labore from University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. Please be sure to listen to our previous episode to hear part one of this conversation. I was going to say that um, maybe jumping back again to e-texts, um, I mean, you had mentioned it very sort of lightly here that, you know, we just built our own, you know, in, you know, this in, internal app. I mean, it's a big deal. I yeah. mean, e-text is sort of, would it be right to describe e-text as Illinois' um, sort of response slash version of an OER, but text, sort of Not, digital text know, type we've of... We've actually talked about using it for OERs, and that's been a recent yeah. discussion. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't know if we'll... You know, the, the thing about working at a large decentralized university is that there are mm-hmm. things that are going on that involve certain people. And if you can get in with those people, then you can do things. And if if you can't, then you kind of you kind of shut out of it in a way. And you know, I like I, for instance, I think I you know I think that if we don't use if we don't find a way to use e-text for an OER, we're kind of missing an opportunity um, because it, we time. you know we could be we could be like sh- uh, showing off e-text to the world. You know, by if we had an OER, if we had a couple of great OERs built in e-text, people would see, oh, this is a great tool. You know, I wonder if I can get, you know, if I can publish a book on e-text. I don't yeah. know that we right now. I don't know that we have any. We have some texts that are um, written by people who are not in the university that are things like training manuals and so forth. They're local people. They're you know they're you know they're state of Illinois people but um for the most part we i don't think we have anybody from uh, like another university publishing in it but i i I think it's it's possible you know um what i'm really more interested in i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay (laughs) i was going to say for the parts that i have seen of e-text which Mm -hmm. i've been privileged to have seen some versions of it um uh it looks beautiful and i could I could see as being uh, an amazing OER platform um, at yeah. Illinois and, 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 and well beyond. Right. Um, I, I I think one of the one of the um, I mean I really one of the things that is similar about ePortfolios to and why I feel that there's such good um, companion a match between um, e-text and um, in ePortfolio is that um, uh, they're both they're both they both allow me um, to um, exercise some creative uh, direction um, around um, learning content, but um, the difference is that um, digication is. The, the my being creative with education 
is in service of opening up that creative platform to the students, right? Whereas students can't build an e-text, but they can, um, you know, they, 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 they do appreciate e-text. I mean, we get a lot of good feedback on um, the e-text uh, offerings that we have. And one thing for students that's, that's really important is that the e-text books are way cheaper than the mm, traditional of course, textbook. Yeah. So we're saving them a lot of money. And, and also right. eText was designed from the bottom up as accessible. So it has a very, very high accessibility rating. And as a result, it's just like, it's no problem for instructors to build something in it because you know they don't have to worry about getting in trouble for not having accessibility you know, in their learning materials. So speaking of accessibility, <laughs> Why don't we talk a little bit about that? Um, I well, first I I'd like to just disclose that um, the education has been so fortunate to have been a partner with Illinois, with you and your team, uh, with Mark Thompson and his you know his team, um, and you can tell people about Mark um, more. Uh, but I want to just set the stage here um, for the last several years. You know we've been meeting regularly, we've been, you've been giving us lots of help, lots of feedback, lots of different rounds of reviews of our applications um, and, um, and have, have vastly improved um, accessibility at Digication, which by the way means it improved accessibility for Digication in all of our schools that use Digication. Um, and, um, in addition to that, you, as a school, not only has the accessibility um, expertise in-house to do the accessibility work, but you're also teaching it. So at this point, um, our engineers are applying and have taken classes now from your program. That's right, um, yeah. To, to, um, to, to do that and, and, and to, a, to an, an amazing extent, now we are also starting to see um, you as a program and our project together have attracted a couple of other institutions, uh, participation and involvement with these now. That's and this great. is really <laughs> just what a wonderful, wonderful thing. And Kate, I just want to say thank you so much for doing that. And, and thank you for being such a, such an amazing steward for, um, for accessibility and the importance of it. And I think that was one of the first conversations that we had actually uh, was, you know, we, yeah. we need to get accessibility going and let's, let's do this. And, and I remember how generous you were. You said, look, we have a great team and great lab here. We can help. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and then that started in an amazing partnership and a journey. Um, so why don't, I I I I wanted to just thank you first, and then I let you go ahead and talk about that. Because well, it let me really return the compliment a little bit because um you know uh, uh, I this is actually by way of something Mark said, which is how much he appreciates um, Digication's personal um, commitment. I mean, by personal, I mean you, Jeff Yan, your 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 commitment um, as, you know, the person who's leading things in your company to um, make your product um, accessible and to be open to the kind of collaboration that we have grown here. Um, 
Illinois has a long history with being a leader in um, accessibility. You know, we started out our accessibility, our uh, our um, disability resource um, center uh, kind of began in um, in the 1950s. Um, we had a pioneer here who was. Um, you know, a, a returning veteran and, um, you know, he saw a lot of uh, other veterans with, um, you know, disabilities that, you know, wanted to take advantage of the GI Bill, but they, you know, a lot of the barriers in those days were physical, right? You just couldn't physically get in if you, if you were in a wheelchair, for instance. Uh, but he, he started the, he started this, uh, and, and by the way, he was also a pioneer in, um, creating wheelchair basketball and the whole, like, um, uh, you know, this whole bunch of uh, sport sporting events, wheelchair athletics and, um, you know, athletics for people with disabilities. I mean, he was a pioneer in that. Um, and I, we've had a number of special Olympians come out of the, the University of Illinois. And, um, you know, it's a big priority in our state, in our state government, that we take it very seriously. And so there's a, there's a, a consensus at Illinois that we want things to be completely accessible it's you know it's it's a it's a process you don't ever get to 100% accessibility you just keep chipping away at the inaccessibility and getting rid of it um, because <laughs> right. there's so many different disabilities for one thing there's so many people are so different you know uh, like uh, for instance cognitive disabilities are something that we're only just starting to figure out ways of of dealing with and making education more accessible to um, people with those kinds of disabilities but um, because we've had that long history of um, the value for um, accessible um, resources, um, it, you know, we have people like Mark Thompson, who um, is actually um, at the Center for Innovation in Teaching and Learning. He doesn't work for the Disability Resources Group, um, but he is personally very dedicated to it. And his role at CETL is... Um, he's the the director of the um, instructional design group, so he has a lot of influence. Um, and so they they foreground accessibility when they work with instructors. And um, and Mark has, you know, he 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 devotes a lot of time to working with the uh, dress people, uh, disability resources people, and um, some of these um, students that they hire and. Um, uh, just like he's, he's, you know, you can count on Mark to remind you that, yep, keep it accessible. <laughs> you know, he's, 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 he's a, he's a, he's a squeaky wheel and we love it. <laughs> we, we need that. And he's also <laughs> the nicest guy. <laughs> he is. He's, and, he's uh, great to work with. He's a wonderful and a great teacher. Yeah. Is he? Okay. See, I haven't had that experience, but I'm not surprised to hear that he's a great teacher. Yeah. Did you go to any yeah. of his uh, classes? I, 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 well, I, I haven't taken the class myself yet, but the engineers who have, um, have done so absolutely loved it. And yeah. In fact, um, you know, some of our engineers, maybe when they, when they were at school, I mean, at college, it was a while ago and, you know, the, the, 
teaching methods and stuff a little different now. And when they yeah. went to Mark and his colleagues' classes, they were like, oh, wow, you know, we work at the education. We know about all these, you know, teaching philosophies that you talk about, but I never experienced it myself because when yeah. I went to school, it wasn't like this. And But now I see what what you, you guys have been talking about this whole time. Um, yeah, you well, know, like the, this, what, this what is we, a class that puts us first. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, yeah. you, you, would, you might expect that um, – a course that's designed by the lead instructional designer is going to be really well designed, you know, but, but uh, it's still amazing that, you know, that it, it, it really works. You know, I mean, the the course is getting a lot of um, positive feedback from students that, you know, it's, it's, they're learning what they want to learn and they, you know, they're enjoying the experience and um, they feel like they're, like they're successful and that's what you want. I, I feel like that we need to um, do a little plug on this course itself um, so that people okay. who might be listening um, can, can know what it is. Can you, can you tell us about the course? Or you, uh, you, a, know, you know, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm not really, I've, I've, I haven't taken the course, but um, let me see if I can call something up on my browser here so that I can make sure I get it right. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So this is um, the from the Department of uh, Information Accessibility Design and Policy is the program. So this is out of the College of Applied Health Science, um, uh, College of Applied Health Sciences, and uh, it's a certificate program. And I think there are um, three courses. Wait a second. Yeah, there are three courses, and three then you courses. get the certificate at right. the end. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a total. I think it's about a nine-month course. Yeah, I mean, at education, we have we've been so impressed that we sponsor every one of our um, engineers. If they wish to take this, um, they can, and and they are. (laughs) So um, it's a it's a wonderful thing, and it is actually even approved by um, the IAAP, which Mm -hmm. is called um, which is which is the, let me look, it's International Association for Accessibility Professionals. And so um, uh, from what our engineers have described, there are all kinds of people there. There are people working for, you know, like big companies. It could be from Google. It could be from, you know, wherever. Um, and they are there to, to get these instructions. And one of the best things about it is that, and this is from our engineers who would say, it's not all about engineering that it is of course some parts of it is about engineering and like hey what right. are the methods to make something more accessible but actually a large part of the course is to understand what accessibility is so like yeah. what you were saying um you know cognitive ex- uh, accessibility is just we're just scratching the surface right now but yeah. you know like a lot of People that do web accessibility stuff, all they're talking about is, you know, do you have an alt tag on an image? Yeah, that's okay. I mean, of course, you yeah. know, that's 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 something that we should do. But yeah, but it may but not it may not even tiny, be a good alt, alt tag. tag. Yeah, right? it's just a tiny we see bit a, of we it. See, we see a lot right. of instructors who who write their alt tag and you read it and you say, this is the same thing that's in the caption. You know, right. why are you wasting right. their screen reader time 
putting in right. something that's already in the caption that they're going right. to read exactly. anyway. <laughs> and so, and so, and so that's actually what our engineers are saying is that yeah, it it's not just covering like how do you make something compliant. You get to understand oh we design this thing here and when like so recently i just was you know like for example someone was saying we were designing a a new feature and there was an element in the in the screen that has a little drop down menu right the drop down menu sets what it is and you know and mm -hmm. you can basically you click on it you you see the options sort of not a big deal and and um but uh the you know, uh, one of the folks that have taken the course had said, "No, we we need to label this um, in a way that that the dropdown itself uh, needs this. You know, needs a label and 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 because while they're even searching, you know, like clicking on it, they need to know mm -hmm. what it is that they are, what type right. of information are they supposed to be searching for? And then you know, you know, another person had said." why because you're already there you just got there you you just read the label that was from, you know outside of this box etc and and you know the screen reader already can see this of course you, they were thinking about a screen reader and and this person said well no because cognitively you could have a person that has short-term memory or who has adhd um, and they clicked on it but something happened and they already forgot why they were here right and so we need to be able to provide information i think this is what makes you know people it's the principle of it that allows them yeah. to go oh right so as soon as that got brought up that brought up the game of all of the designers because they are now yep. looking at it and be like okay we need to be able to do this right and so yeah. for for our engineers they are you know you know Actually, the you know just like putting in the label that's so easy you know sure if you, yeah. we need to put in the label that we'll just put in the label that's not a big deal right it's right. it's the idea of how why are we doing it and 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 what other things might we consider and then you have to use a lot of empathy and a lot of um, intelligence to sort of think through this these questions and problems and then you come up with something accessible you know yep. You so know, that's I, like kudos for this, this, even, this course. Even, even Apple doesn't get it right. You know, I have, I have a, a family member with um, with ADHD, and I'm very aware of the struggles that she has with just like. Um, I, in fact, she's pretty much given up on technology because, um, it, you know, it, it's so much of what's on the internet for instance is designed to distract you well these are people who you want to try you know you don't want yeah, them to be distracted yeah. you want them to yeah. like you want to take away all distractions and, and that's not for everybody um that's you know for people who don't have that issue it should you know it's fine if it is the way it is but these people should have a choice to go into a non-distraction mode or something so that they can actually function there and then you also have things like uh, i mentioned apple be just because one of the things that annoys me most about the um, ios interface is if you look at for instance if you go to to make to write a message and you want to record your voice. You want to rec you want to um, dictate to Siri, right? There's one little microphone down by the 
one, you know, one mm -hmm. button down yep. here, yep. right? But if yep. you go to the to the message field, there's a button that has an almost identical icon. It looks the same. It's got a little microphone, yep. and that's to record an actual voice file. Right. She can't. She's not going to remember which one is which or what what she can expect yep. from each of those. You know, it's yep. just a yep. bad bad design. And I'm like. This is supposed to be Apple. This is supposed to be these great right. designers. Right. And yet and it's been that way like for a years. Tiny app. This is right. the text app, right? This is a message right. app. Right. 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 And it's yeah. not a it's not a specialized learning technology that you'd find in a university. Rather, it's on a cell phone that everybody has. Everybody right. cognitively right. literally billions cognitively of people impaired use or not. Right. You know, people right. use those, right? right? So mm. yeah, it, it's a little pet peeve of mine. <laughs> But, think about but those I think this, people. <laughs> but it is those, that attitude that I think both you and I have that makes <laughs> makes us want to make, work together on these things. So yeah, it's it's I, empathy. I it's, it's being able to see the world yeah. through the eyes of someone who has a different, you know, a different way of being in the world than you do. Yeah, and you have even created um, a um, a, a web page to teach students how to create accessible content. Um, that was Mark's uh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's those are all really amazing things that you, you all have done. And I must say that, you know, these are, you know, like all, we work with a good number of schools and a lot of people have great, um, you know, a lot of the schools have really great attributes. And I really do think that, Illinois special attributes that your special superpowers is you know your willingness to and I think even from going back to the top of our conversation you were talking about how you know the schools even though as a very serious research institution you're willing to put a, a lot of efforts and emphasis and in, into yeah. Undergraduate into teaching, making yeah. do undergraduate undergraduate teaching and under, into student services into mm -hmm. into into um, making that a um, a priority, and yeah. I think that um, and it really does show. Um, it's the people. It's also the people that you hire and you attract. I mean, exactly. I've met so many people there. Um, you know, many of them introduced by you, but um, you know they they've been amazing. For, yeah, you know, probably for a lot of the same reasons. Yeah, I think um, I think the values here at the University of Illinois, of Illinois are uh, are what attract a group of people, and then that just becomes part of the culture. Um, and so, you know, I just recently, just the other day, I attended um, a seminar on our um, our um, global outreach vision i'm not sure i'm using the right combination of words here but we have a plan of like global um involvement right so there's a number of components of it study abroad is one component but there's also like um research linkages between the university and other inst institutions around the world and then there's the foreign students who come here and one of the things that they talked about as being a priority is getting a larger representation from the global south, you know, because just like so many universities, a large, large percentage of our um, uh, foreign students are from Asia. And um, and that's fine, you know, but um, 
it's way heavily weighted, you know, for that one region. And yet there's almost nothing coming. There's only, we get very few students from sub-Saharan Africa. And that is what their, their, one of their priorities is now. Increase that, increase the diversity, increase the diversity of, you know, the people in these um, uh, global, um, you know, exchange programs. Um, and I think that's the right, I think that's the right set of values. I think that it, that, that bias towards inclusivity is what we have going here. And I think it's the right way to go. Well, I think that that is really, um, lovely. Well, um, Hey, listen, that's, um, I feel like I can talk to you forever and maybe we should talk again, you know, in, huh. in the coming, you know, seasons and maybe we can, you know, talk about these things in, in different contexts as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate you taking time to share um, everything today. Um, and uh, I, I have no doubt that um, our collaboration will continue to sort of grow and, um, I know that there is a, you know, at least a couple more institutions already saying, "Hey, you know, they're 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 participating in 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 interesting and unexpected ways because of the work that you've done." Um, and well, thank uh, you. I, yeah, I I just uh, really uh, love that, and I hope that we continue to be able to do that. And uh, hey, um, say hi to 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 your friends and our friends um, at okay. uh, Illinois. I will. And. Uh, And uh, I hope that we can um, talk again soon. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, thank you, Kate. Digication Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication, the technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. This episode was produced by Drew Albanicius and Jeff Yan. Thanks for listening.